0: Hey guys, we have a full, my opinion as fact for you guys today. It was a lot of fun as usual. That's coming right up. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash pure leaf and enter 20 pure leaf. That's 20 pure leaf for 20% off your purchase of new pure leaf blackberry iced tea. Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Welcome to the Dave Chang Show, part of the Rigor Podcast Network, presented by Major Domo Media. Thank you to Yola Tango. We are redoing the top of this podcast because your host is a total dumbass <laughs> and re- forgot to record <laughs> what uh, was a 20-minute oh, introduction. And uh, we are going to revisit what we just did and go back in time. And I wanted to celebrate Isaac Lee's birthday. He turned 27. Uh, 26 in 26 but he's 27 in korea age right, right, and right, right. uh in january 1st he's going to turn 28 and next thing you know he's going to be benjamin button oh my but, god
1: whoa 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 just really quick wait, wait, wait. what what the hell are you two koreans talking about why is korean oh, age different so um
2: so korean age it's it's as i've had it explained to me it's quote-unquote counting age so when you're born you're one That's like the first year you're born. And then every year that you exist, you gain a year on your age. So I'm technically 27, even though I'm 26 in terms of however many years I've lived. I'm 27 and I will turn 28 on New Year's. I bet you guys don't go by Korean
1: age when it comes to Little League baseball pitching qualification, though. No, no, no,
2: But I,
0: I wish we had it when you were 20 years old.
2: Yes, yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: I mean, man, I can't believe my fake ID got taken in Boulder, Colorado, age 20, you know, seven months before I turned 21. What a shit show that was.
1: Wait, wait, really quick. How did you, can we, can we do a quick, is there an interesting story behind your fake ID, Chang? Where did you get yours?
0: Was it a good one? (laughs) My first fake ID, I got the age of 13. It was Delaware. uh, Wait, you got a fake ID at
1: 13?
0: I did. I did. God
1: damn.
0: (laughs) And it worked until I was, uh. I got uh, another one that was—I uh, I won't talk too much about it, on a, on a double, <laughs> but it was a really, really, really good one, and um, it didn't pass the snuff in Boulder, Colorado, hmm. and uh, they take that shit really seriously. And I won't talk hmm. anymore. About
2: it. <laughs> and, uh, I have to imagine the statute of limitations is up. Yeah, I have to. It was to a imagine very it.
0: sober. It was a very sober, like six, seven months until I turned twenty-one. But, yeah. You know. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Happy birthday, Isaac. Thank and, you. Thank um, you. I'm sorry I pick on you. I'm sorry I'm a bully to you. And everybody, on. it seems, on social media comments on what a jerk I am. And I think people need to realize my default setting as a human being is a lot of things. First of all, I'm certifiably crazy. Just really, <laughs> I'm I'm actually insane. Mm-hmm. But my default setting is to be a sarcastic asshole. Mm. And I'm trying really hard not to be that. And unfortunately... I blame Korean culture, but I am a bully to you, and I am apologizing for this episode only. And I'm going to give you a repeat for this time episode offer. only. And next episode, I, I can't guarantee I will not be a jerk to you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that non-apology apology. I <laughs> appreciate it.
0: Uh,
1: really quick, though, speaking, speaking of drinking age and all that, um, Isaac Lee, a little worse for wear today. Tell us about what you got up to for your birthday your special yeah, day. I
2: mean, we didn't do anything too crazy, but I mean, I guess it is pretty crazy for 2020. We went to a restaurant and had dinner, what? which is pretty insane. Like indoor restaurant <laughs> had a full meal, had a full ass meal with five people. You know, it was just my family. We met in Gangnam and uh, we had this kind of Japanese slash Korean barbecue slash like westernized fine dining meal that was really, really great. And, uh, you know, I had a few glasses of wine. And uh, now it's three a.m. Korea time, and we're recording this podcast. So here I am.
0: Yeah, I don't want. I, I don't. I don't want to hear how awesome your day. Is. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. All
1: right, Chang, you had something else on your mind. We talked about in our, oh. our first go at this. Uh,
0: yeah, our, I, intro. I, I just wanted to say how thankful I am that I'm not dead last in the Bill Simmons <laughs> Keeper Fantasy League and You're it not. has I've worked really hard the past five weeks uh, this year I have not taken fantasy sports seriously I actually decided not to enter any of my previous leagues to sort of be a better dad and to focus on family and to focus on work a little bit more because I spent an inordinate amount of time on fantasy sports but I got suckered in in this one league and um, I have done so terribly I've talked about it before and uh nephew kyle is now dead last he drafted the team for one of the members and his team is dead last and i am second to last and i feel like i won the whole fucking league. it's amazing (laughs) and i really worked hard and i really really worked hard to get there and it happened and i won three games i've lost 10 and usually it's the other way around and i am i'm just overjoyed that I'm not the doormat. Thank this God. This is
1: so. This is the Chang the most Changian thing I've ever heard. You're like of all the accomplishments in your life, you never express any sort of pride in any of them. But you are just like I worked so hard for this. <laughs> I'm
0: so proud
1: <laughs> to have climbed out of the basement. Well, congratulations, Chang. We'll, we'll thank you, thank you. Really proud of you, man.
2: My opinion is fact. Super yeah, yeah, Boot it up. Let's yeah, go. Let's boot it up. Let's boot it up. All right. Our first question of the day is. Spaghetti and meatballs, overrated or underrated?
1: Ying? Um, I am a human that is comprised of 86% spaghetti and meatballs. I've probably eaten spaghetti and meatballs on average at least once every six weeks of my life since I was a child. I think spaghetti and meatballs is a, a universally loved dish. That's not true. Some assholes are going to say they don't like spaghetti and meatballs, but it's one of the most popular dishes in the world, and yet I still find it underrated. Spaghetti and meatballs. So mm. good.
0: Chang? Spaghetti and meatballs. Did you just say underrated? It's underrated still, in, in spite of how much people love it. I think this has to be a bifurcated response. I think <laughs> bad spaghetti and meatballs. You have the canned Chef Boyardee version, which is, trust me, I've had it. It's not very good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You have the elementary school version that I grew up with on the plastic tray, the oval plastic tray with clumps of meat. (laughs) Spaghetti and meat clumps. You know, like the bad version of spaghetti meatballs are are not good. I'll tell you a bad version that is good is underrated is diner spaghetti meatballs. Mm. Oh. That is underrated and delicious. What is overrated is fancy, fancy spaghetti meatballs. Oh, I don't like it in restaurants. Really, I like to have my meatball on the side, not in the spaghetti. Sure, in the Italian way. <laughs> but a lot of spaghetti meatballs is together, and I I, I can't do that because they don't eat together. Because wait, why? Like you don't? Why, yeah. Why? Why would they go together? <laughs> why would they go there? Why not do, do a uh... um, a ragu or just bolognese or you know something like that? Because spaghetti meatball is a giant ball of meat. How do you eat that with spaghetti? That's all I'm asking is, I love spaghetti meatballs, but I don't understand it. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like a combination that makes sense to me. That's all. It's true that spaghetti and meatballs
1: are two things that you don't eat together. You eat it by the meatball, and then you eat some spaghetti. But you never really... Stab a meatball, then twirl some spaghetti around it, and then eat it all at once. I hear that. Still love this dish more than I lo- anything else. I love it,
0: but I like it with my hunk of meatball on the side <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: and red sauce or tomato sauce on my spaghetti. But I feel that the platonic version of spaghetti meatballs is together, and... If it's a tiny meatball, it's not a meatball. It's technically called a (laughs) polpette. So um, maybe that makes sense. But even still, like, I'm just arguing here. I like it. I guess what I'm asking is, did it become popular because it was super delicious or it's a good combination? Mm, mm. Or did Lady and the Tramp, like (laughs) Disney movies and stuff, make it popular? You don't nudge meatballs over to Grace with your nose
1: when you're sharing a plate of spaghetti and meatballs? (laughs) I can just see you doing that. Listen, I... I agree. Here's an underrated move, though, that pertains to your bifurcation of the spaghetti and the meatballs. If you, That's keep, it, you
0: just said it. That's what the name should be called. Spaghetti and the meatball.
1: Yeah, spaghetti. And, it should be like a band where spaghetti is the lead singer and the meatballs <laughs> yeah. are the are the spaghetti singers. Spaghetti
0: and the meatball. Spaghetti. <laughs> and I the like mo- that. We we, yes. we need to change this whole... We, we really, by just talking about this, this the, the semantics of this word, this mm. food item, I think we just had like a big bang, like explosion in food, <laughs> The food lexicon. Adding, Spaghetti in the I don't know what yeah. is it called. The what is it called a preposition? What is it? Article. Article. There it is. Preposition. Yeah. <laughs> preposition. <laughs> he just tried to. He was like he's been Pro waiting around like to figure out what a preposition is. And he just tried. <laughs> is that what it is? Trust me, I have no idea. My grammar is terrible. Um, you add the, and we just fix the problem. Spaghetti and the meatball. Spaghetti yeah. and the meatball. Or spaghetti and the meatballs. I just think adding the article <laughs> right. now gives it a, a whole different understanding.
1: Separation of <laughs> church and state a little bit. But you alluded to it, Chang. I think one of the benefits of having the, the meatball on the side is... You can also take a little piece of garlic bread and eat that thing as a little meatball sandwich mm. on the side of your spaghetti. Mm. Then you got double yes. double meal. Well, listen, yes. we're
0: we're, we're talking we, what we should be talking about is the meatball in general and um, we've talked about it, I think, but a meatball sub, unbelievable. Meatball cold, unbelievable. Meatballs <laughs> in general, it transcends this category of overrated and underrated. <laughs> it's yeah. just it's yeah. it's one
1: of those simple Elemental ideas. I've got some yeah. meat. I'm gonna roll it into a ball. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's the, the the ascension, the holy ascension of the meatball beyond categories. Yeah. It is something that every culture has figured out. We need a uh, we need
1: like a hall of fame that we can retire some of these overrated, underrated things. Well, to, like, the let's, do, let's actually graduate. do this: mm-hmm. a
0: hall of fame meatball. Yeah. It's right, the meatball right there. Meatball
1: is the first entrant into the, my opinion is fact, hall of fame. We are inducting. The,
0: the g- global <laughs> the meatball, the global ball of meat <laughs> with filler, right? Any right. filler, yeah. It's great. yeah.
1: And yeah. it's also
0: like maybe the one of the first true forms of culinary trickery, mm.
1: because of the filler, because of like the breadcrumbs or, or tofu or whatever it yeah, it's is, like, right?
0: Yeah, it's like, hey, I love you, but not that much. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a ball of mostly meat. Here's a ball of mostly meat. Exactly. <laughs> What's it? Can't tell
1: you.
2: <laughs> Mostly meat. Enough meat that I can call it a meatball. Yeah. <laughs> I can legally call this a meatball.
0: And then once you tell them, they're like, you see? You didn't even know. It tastes
2: delicious. Oh, my God. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Meatball. Hall of Fame. That's great. That's great. Hall of Fact. Should we call this the Hall of Fact? Yeah, the Hall of Fact. The meatball. Hall of fact.
0: One of my favorite scenes in any movie is, um, I think, the wedding singer with Adam Sandler where he gets paid mm. in meatballs in your hand. <laughs>
2: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. Just by the, just, the granny, right? Yeah. Yeah. So
0: good. Just so good.
2: <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Alright, we're going to take a hard left here. Let's talk about eggnog. Overrated or underrated? Christmas is coming up. People are drinking, starting to drink eggnog. How do you feel about them? I want
1: to love eggnog. I really, mm. really do. Because I, I, I don't know about you. I'm like a Christmas psycho. Real into the the season. Oh, okay. Um, But it's another thing where you got to ask, you've got to ask the question, why do we only have this once a year? And I I think like like, real eggy, nutmeggy eggnog is gross. I think like the idea of a sort of like less spiced eggnog is pretty good. I don't know. I'm just fucking saying nonsense now. (laughs) Chang, put a nail in the coffin here.
0: Well, I'm looking on uh, the true, my opinion is fact, called Wikipedia. And
1: uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That's, that's, that is absolutely what Wikipedia's like log line should be.
0: <laughs> that's, that's so true. <laughs> and, uh, and the etymology history is obviously of English origins. Nog mm-hmm. may stem from noggin. And historically, the drink is based off an egg flip, the practice of flipping or pouring the mixture between two pitchers to mix it. And uh, in one other dictionary claims it was invented in America in 1765, sort of took off around that time period, right? And originally a drink of the British aristocracy, mixing eggs, milk, and sherry were often the foods of the wealthy, toast of prosperity and good health. Records show that George Washington liked to drink eggnog and give it to visitors with risky whiskey, rum, and sherry. I mean,
2: I mean, it's a Freudian slip there. It is risky. It's a bit of a risky, <laughs> risky endeavor, if you know what I mean.
0: It really is just creme anglaise. Mm-hmm. It's creme anglaise, basically, <laughs> which I don't understand. I, We've and,
1: legitimized drinking creme anglaise, which <laughs> is <laughs> so delicious,
0: right? It's boozed up creme anglaise and. Nobody else drinks creme anglaise year-round. Year so <laughs> no. I don't understand it. I will tell you, as a kid, when you learn about Christmas or as infatuated with trying to not be Korean as much as I was growing up, I was like, eggnog, yes. And you can buy it in those cartons of milk that only show up in your Safeway or Giant like the week or two before Christmas. And it was like trying to learn about anything America. I always want to buy it. My brothers and I would always want to buy it. And obviously, we'd get it unspiked virgin. And I loved it as a kid. What's not to like about spiced sweetness? You know, the only thing that's missing is gourd gourd flavor eggnog. And (laughs) I loved it until I learned how bad it is for you. Because I think it's worse than creme anglaise because it's, like, more cream than normal creme anglaise. (laughs) It's egg yolks with... Cream effectively. And I think milk is now a modern invention, but it's usually just egg yolks, cream, and (laughs) sugar. (laughs) And that's not good for you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Recipe for
2: disaster.
0: Anyway, so no, I think eggnog honestly doesn't taste bad because it's creme anglaise. And I'm a huge fan of creme anglaise. Creme anglaise, underrated. Eggnog. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I, I have to give it incomplete. I, I can't give it overrated because it's based off creme anglaise, but I think I don't understand why it's popular, basically. Do you so imagine I'd say it's you'll overrated. drink any eggnog in the next month, Chang? Will you drink Listen, any if, eggnog? If I'm, not that I'm going to attend a Christmas party, but if someone's like, uh, here's a glup of eggnog, and I'm like, yeah, I'll fucking drink that. <laughs> you know i'm not gonna say no
1: that's a fucking ringing endorsement i think that's honestly a ringing endorsement yeah Yeah, Yeah. i'm
0: gonna be like i'm gonna taste it i'm gonna probably like well that's pretty good and then i'm never gonna (laughs) drink it after that one cup Uh, or here's the other thing i want to meet somebody that gets shit-faced off of eggnog that's (laughs) that's gross
1: Mm. yeah Mm. agree agree
2: Alright, moving on from that. I thought that was going to be short, but as is the case with every single one of these, you managed to stretch it for, for a very long time. Um, <laughs> root beer floats. Overrated or underrated? We are moving on.
1: Depends what point of the... There's, there's only like a, a few good moments that a root beer float is good, I think.
0: But man, I'll tell you what. Underrated? Root beer. Root mm-hmm.
1: beer underrated, but a root beer Cream float is another...
2: Underrated. <laughs> Cre- cream soda. Beer. Oh yeah, for sure.
1: So when the ice cream melts into the root beer, it basically becomes like a cream soda. But I think um root beer floats to me are like the spaghetti of meatballs of of drinks, man. Like they don't mm. I just say eat?
0: spaghetti and the meatballs or just spaghetti and meatballs.
1: Spaghetti and the meatballs of drinks. It's the <laughs> vanilla ice cream and the root beer. I love it. Um I love the idea of a root beer float, but I think that uh It's because you eat it too slowly. <laughs> The look on Chang's face just now, the judgment I just got. And he's goddamn right. You too. let
0: it you let it melt? Is a carbonation make your nose tickle? Like it does make my throat hurt a little bit.
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I like the outside. I actually like when the ice cream starts to melt a little bit and the outer layer of that melted ice cream is the best.
0: Hmm. Underrated. And I think floats in general are underrated. I love the alchemy of mixing soda and dairy. It's amazing. Shout out to something that is even not even a root beer float. It's a gem spa that closed. But that whole, I think it's the origins of that float go back to those. The, the, the egg cream and all that. The egg cream, the probably all genesis of the eggnog. But I grew up loving it because I didn't understand the combination. Again, it was one of those things like eggnog. I remember as a kid, because we'd go to Farrell's at the local mall and you go for like ice cream and big sundays. And back in Robbins, but that was where I would go to get a float. And I remember if you're from a, a Korean household, an immigrant household, and you see something that doesn't make any sense, like when you put soda and ice cream together, that doesn't make any sense on paper. Did it make sense <laughs> to you when you first found out about it? You're like, what?
2: No. Ice yeah, yeah, makes sense not. to me.
0: You know, ice and soda make sense. And I was like, hmm. And it's one of those things that, didn't make sense in my head until I tasted it. I'm a huge fan of floats. I particularly love that moment that Chris says he dislikes is when you do have, you know, melted ice cream. In fact, I even like doing that. You melt the ice cream and you mix it with the soda. But the problem is you have to drink it very fast. And in general, root beer is underrated. Floats are underrated. And, uh, you know, as I like to call it,
2: my special sassafras soda. (laughs) dude i'm craving a root beer now that sounds you know i was trying to pay attention to everything you guys were saying but all i could think about is an image in my head of spaghetti like an anthropomorphic spaghetti singing and like a bunch of anthropomorphic meatballs behind the spaghetti like playing instruments don't give that
1: away dude that's our that's our next (laughs) kids Um, show right there
0: (laughs) are those visions from your
2: psilocybin show (laughs)
0: I'm trying to pay attention to you guys during work, but I'm oh just so high right I'm now. I'm just <laughs> chipping my balls off, and I just can't stop seeing spaghetti dancing in, right in front of me. Can you guys see it? It's amazing. <laughs> oh <my. laughs>
2: you got you to gotta be careful about joking about this, because any kind of drugs in South Korea is very, very illegal. Um, moving on here. Onion rings. Overrated or underrated? Ooh. This is, a, this is the
0: kind of question I feel like if there was a heaven, they're going to they're gonna give to you to answer correctly. I, 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 don't, I don't know how to answer this. That's very, very hard. I, mm. I want to be like King Solomon and just cut the question in half. I, I, can't, I can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. My, brain, my brain's overwhelmed with uh, thoughts and emotions because it's a real love-hate thing.
2: It's like Vegas setting the line exactly right where they yeah. get even. Oh, <laughs> that's exactly yeah, yeah. It's
0: not even a, a coin flip. It's, you know, when you have an onion ring and it's not something you order a lot, but when you have one, even if it's bad and it's a breaded one, not a beer battered one, like the whatever, any kind of onion ring, you're like, wow, why don't I eat onion rings more often? Mm. It's one Interesting of what you
1: just said though. So do you prefer the breaded over the beer battered?
0: I like them both. I like them both. There are two different things. Like the fancy restaurants obviously do their beer battered thing and they make them giant and they stack them up. And there's a place in Jackson Hole, Snake River Grill, and they're like famous for their giant beer battered onion rings. And it's not necessarily even about the onion itself. To me, it's about an excuse to eat fried batter, which is delicious. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> and then another reason that is good for that, it's a, it's a reason to consume blue cheese or ranch dressing. Anything that's a vehicle—that's again the reason why you eat buffalo wings. It's just another reason to eat celery and carrots. That was another question for. That
1: was another question I was going to ask you, Chang. So your your blue cheese and and ranch—no, no no ketchup on your onion rings.
0: Disgusting! (laughs) Disgusting. I mean, no, that's disgusting. I I I refuse to do that. That I refuse. (laughs) I I draw the line there. That is that is a that is a line I I shall never cross. And I look down on and I and I and I have terrible visions in my head when I see that happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ketchup's yes, onion rings, no. It makes me mad when I see that happen. The only thing that makes me more mad is when people put ketchup on eggs. Close second yeah. is yeah. onion rings and ketchup. I don't know why but it just doesn't sit right with me. Underrated onion rings in a hamburger. That's how you should put it. You know. If it's not going to be soft, like a soubise of onions, which is delicious, it's soft, buttery onions. You should have the texture and put onion rings in the burger. Mm. But I like the Cisco, Costco onion rings that are already breaded and you fry them, and they cut the roof of your mouth because they're sort of jaggedy and sharp. (laughs) Delicious. They're delicious, man. I I don't eat enough onion rings, I think. I think underrated Mm. in my life, and I don't see how they could be overrated. In the fancier onion rings, I think you can't really taste the onions, but there are vehicles for ranch dressing and blue cheese.
1: The only truly problematic onion ring to me is the one where the onion is so thin that it has cooked into like a stringy thing that pulls out of the onion ring. When you when you mm. take your first bite,
0: isn't that every onion ring though? Again, no. Like, I
1: feel like if you have a thick ring of onion, it'll cook to the point where you ta- you can bite yeah. it. You can actually yeah. bite. I the think onion. they're both
0: good. That's another. thing. I think they're both good. Like at the end of the day, you're having a whiff, a fragrance of onion.
2: <laughs> you know,
0: you're not really right. tasting the onion. Answering question. Everything overrated, else. underrated Funyons Then, ooh, that's not even a question because it's a one sided answer. It's so underrated.
2: Yes. <laughs> Correct.
1: <laughs> well, it's just—it's. I mean, I was—I figured you would say that because it—it it matches your exact criteria. Cuts the roof of your mouth. A whiff of onion. <laughs> a whiff <laughs> of to eat onion. fried batter. It—it it ticks all the boxes of your criteria.
2: Just a whisper of
0: onion. Just a whisper <laughs> of onion. So no, I—I I could see that it's overrated too because I don't know. I think it's just right. I think onion rings is just balanced. Perfectly balanced. You don't see it too much, just enough. And both good and bad versions are good, except (laughs) dipped in ketchup.
2: Are there people who dislike Isaac? Yeah. I feel like you don't like onion rings. No, I love onion rings. I love onion rings. The reason why I'm smiling right now is because I'm just imagining Dave as Thanos being like perfectly balanced as they all should be. <laughs> still it, it's still a It's onion ring in his hand instead of the instead of the on, knife. Come on, man. You can make
0: fun of me all you want, but it's true.
2: It's You're, absolutely those, right. You're absolutely right. It's a right. bulletproof
0: dish. It's it's one yeah. of those things. Again, you have to judge the kinds of things we're talking about. Like we just said, meatballs. You can have bad meatballs. A bad meatball is disgusting. It really is mm-hmm. fucking disgusting. Whether it's mealy or under-season. under meatballs, disgusting, right? Gross. But an onion <laughs> ring... I mean, even if it's under-seasoned, you can dip it in something. And you really can't have an under-seasoned or undercooked breaded onion ring because it's already cooked, the ones that come in bags. It's already cooked. And you that's another thing with onion rings. You really can't have it undercooked. It's it's almost impossible. Even the doughy bready versions. And both good and bad versions of an onion ring are very good to me even a cold onion ring, unlike a cold French fry, you can eat a cold fr- onion ring.
2: Uh-huh.
0: You can. And I think it's, again, it's that state of liquid between frozen and solid ice. It's it's one of those mysteries of the life and that's where I'm going to put the onion ring. Just <laughs> talked about enough but not talked about too much. <laughs> <laughs> At least when it comes to perception, I agree it's hard because I, I think
1: that it's right, it, it is right there in the middle.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, moving on here, Let's talk about some TV shows that you've been watching. Any TV shows that you guys have been watching you guys you talked about chain Ted Lasso last week, but any other television shows that you've you've been uh, binging or watching casually, revisiting maybe? I'm watching Ted Lasso again again.
0: I've watched Ted Lasso three times, man. Oh my God. It's funny because like in some ways, the best version of me is Ted Lasso, and the worst version of me is Jamie Tart's dad. <laughs> Yeah. And and that. uh I can be both and and what I want to do is never be Jamie Tartt's dad. <laughs> I've been Jamie Tartt's dad and I've been Jamie Tartt. I've been the fucking pompous prick that only cares about himself. I've been <laughs> the other side. I think Ted Lasso is they really nailed it, man. It's not even an everyman character, but I just love that regardless of the situation, he's positive and it's not like his life doesn't suck at times, but he's always trying to be the best version of himself. And I love that. I admire that. And it's the first time I can like really get behind a character and be like, this is a true model of how you want to be as a person. I mean, even in the worst moments of his life with divorce, it's clear that he was selfish. And, he thinks about his life. He revisits enough to come to the conclusion that I'm being selfish. I need to let go. Like he's far from a perfect character. And that's what I'm trying to say. He's a character that's constantly in development. And I love it so much because as a, as a, as a chef, I, I really don't think it's about, I say it all the time. It's not about cooking anymore. Mm -hmm. It's about how do you get people that don't give a shit about being together to, be, to believe in one thing. So You know, for someone that's seen every sports movie that I love a thousand fucking times, I think that Ted Lasso is going to be in my wheelhouse Mm. forever.
2: Wow. Impassioned speech about Ted Lasso, two episodes in a row. Chris?
1: No, I couldn't. I can't agree more about Ted Lasso. I mean, the other things I've been watching right now, also on uh, on Apple TV+, and also sort of pertaining to kind of leadership and creativity and something I've been watching with that same sort of eye, Chang, about... What it means to work in a creative business and try to pursue a vision, sometimes at the expense of other people, is uh, I've been watching Mythic Quest. You watch Mythic Quest at all? It's like Rob no. McElhaney is a video game developer running a company, and he's got this single-minded pursuit of like creating this amazing game, and he's hmm. a singular figure, incredibly creative and incredibly demanding. And I think it's pretty damn funny. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of his, and I'm a fan of it's always sunny you haven't watched this at all?
0: No, I, I remember seeing the ads for it and probably won't watch it, to be honest with you. It doesn't, doesn't interest <laughs> me at all. I think it's a show sure that I'm not shilling for Apple TV. Hulu, you see? I'm not. <laughs> He's refusing so to acknowledge this. His fuck, fuck you, Mythic Quest. <laughs> 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 um, to evenly distribute i will say one thing i really mm. enjoyed was uh boys and i don't know how the
2: boys yeah
0: seth rogan and evan pulled it off but um you know i think he was probably filming that when we were we did our episode of ugly Deli- uh, breakfast lunch or dinner you know those guys are amazing producers and creators and i just think it's a very smart thing i remember i talked to david cho about it and he's read every comic book and I think it helps to actually maybe have no idea what the comics are about, and mm-hmm. it's a very self-aware show. And I loved how it sort of flipped the comic book genre on its head. And it's it's very violent. It's very extremely. Gory. I watched it on your
1: recommendation, Chang. Or I started watching it, and you had warned me that it's extremely violent. And yet, with the very first violent scene, I was uh, I was shocked.
0: I was, I was thrown, <laughs> it's, man. Shit it's incredibly, it's incredibly gory, <laughs> and I don't like blood. Yeah. But when it's like this, I can watch it.
2: Well, it's used as a plot device. It's not really, it's not like gore porn, right? It's, it's used really to kind of drive the story along and to, and to also provoke you and to shock you a little bit. I was provoked. I was shocked. <laughs> you're, you're I, provoked, I, I, think,
0: shocked. I think it's great. I think it's great. Great. I, I, I love the boys. Thank you, Seth.
2: Um, I've been watching Superstore on Hulu. Speaking of Hulu. Thank you, Isaac. Thank you, Isaac. (laughs) Created by Justin Spitzer, who used to, I believe, write for The Office, a show that Chang still hasn't seen, I believe. And, um, I've never seen
0: an episode of The Office in my life.
2: (laughs) It's the craziest thing, because I remember going to visit Mike Schur at his office to do the podcast. And I was like, so you're going to, you're going to ask about The Office, right? (laughs) (laughs) Hold hold on one second. Hold on one second, though. Yeah. So, Dave's never seen The Office. Dave mm-hmm. never watched A
1: Quiet Place. Yeah. Is your friend John Krasinski just a guy named John to you? Have you ever seen him <laughs> do
0: anything? I know. <laughs> do you know what he does for a living? I mean, no, I've seen his movies, but like, I I mean, I, um, <laughs> it doesn't sound like it. Friends are there just because we're friends, like, not because he's a it's tall like,
2: white dude named John. <laughs> that's what
0: I'm saying is amazing. He's just some dude named John. <laughs> I mean, never, for all sets of purposes, that's how it started. Yeah. So, I. Uh, I, I never watch. I swear to God, I see all these gifs or gifs or however the fuck mm-hmm. you call it of, of office things. And I was like, it has no meaning to me. I know <laughs> in reference to. You know, I think it feels like Steve Carell's character is like the 40-year-old virgin. Is that sort of right?
2: No. No. Not at all? No, not really. No, he's, yeah. like, he's supposed to be a comically bad boss is the whole oh. premise of The Office. He's
1: just very inept, and he's good-hearted, but uh, he's a buffoon.
0: I've never, this is this is true. I've never seen an office, I've never, ever. I I don't even know what happened, because I can tell you why, too, is those were all the years when I was line cooking, working <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and opening them mm-hmm. over, because there mm-hmm. maybe a whole decade of culture that I just missed. The only thing I kept in track of was music, but... I have no, no idea what happened at certain things. and I have no desire to catch up on The Office. I love all the people that are in it. And I'm, I love that people love it so much, but maybe I'm going to try to go the rest of my life to be... It's like I've never watched Game of Thrones. I love when I see people and I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. What's Daenerys Targaryen? And they're like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? I really admire that kind of uh, cultural ignorance, and I hope to aspire to do that more often to TV shows that people like <laughs> and i've never ever ever once seen an episode of law and order bum bum or anything suv and uh, all the other spin offs <laughs> suv <laughs> law and order Order
2: suv SUV. where they just try to fix tires on
1: ford explorers (laughs) and stuff
2: it's a very different show from svu (laughs) um i I think it's criminal that you haven't seen the office or game of thrones i just that's i think it's admirable i've seen game of thrones of course
0: because i'm a sci-fi nerd if the office took place in the future with battlestar galactica themes of course i'm gonna watch it (laughs) that's (laughs) that's basically uh, what it was like Cylons and whatever i was like that's that's what I'm gonna watch, but <laughs> just, you know. Silos just pushing paper. <laughs> just like, <laughs> oh my God.
2: Anyways, yes, I've been watching Superstore. Um that that, that was the gist of it. See website for details. Let's move on. What's your favorite cocktail? We've been doing a lot of beverages and I think it's, um, it's drinking season. It's been drinking season in the year 2020. What's your favorite cocktail?
0: I don't really drink that much and people mm. continue to send me alcohol. I'll be honest. There's a brand of non-alcoholic beer I drink a lot of. Wow. Um, occasionally i have a glass of wine, but for someone that should have been in rehab, <laughs> I don't really have a desire to drink a cocktail. Although, over quarantine, if I had to drink one, I, I'd probably say I drank a lot of Negronis when you're doing mm. those cocktail things with people on Zoom. yeah. But my cocktail of choice over the years has changed. As a kid, it wasn't a cocktail. It was about doing shots. Of course. Anything to get you fucked up. And then I think in college, it was whiskey, Coke, Jack and Coke or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then it just turned into... All things bourbon as I dove into anything bourbon, so that's not a cocktail. Then it turned into Manhattan's, mm-hmm. drank a lot of Manhattan's, and then it turned into a lot of gin-based drinks. And uh, I don't think I've ever gotten out of it. So for me, it's probably Negroni's right now.
2: Negronis are great.
0: Chris Um
1: over the years, my drink has has changed, like Chang said. I think that like, the, the, the constant has always been gin and tonic, but as I've gotten older and older, the tonic percentage keeps going down. Right. So like, most nights, if I'm drinking
0: something, honestly, it's just gin on the rocks. That's a real sign of getting older. It's like gin. <laughs> the thing that I really love the most, though, as a cocktail that I wish I could just drink all the time, I love martinis. And I don't mm-hmm. like it in a, in a martini glass. I like it in a, in a, like a tumbler. Mm-hmm. And I like it on the rocks,
1: for sure. Although, I don't know what it is, but martinis turned me upside down, man. You, like two martinis,
0: yeah. and I'm just like on my head. When I drink... I mean... Isaac, this question is ridiculous, because <laughs> I drink every cocktail, and everyone's going to okay. my favorite. So, okay. So, um, you know, Whenever I was in just to right say, hand. it's like, oh, one of my goals. Remember that time we went out, and I don't remember were you with us, Ying? It was like, oh, we, all, we each have to drink four martinis. It was like a dinner <laughs> that we would have. You have to drink four martinis oh at God. dinner. my um, God. That's how stupid I was. And I still am. I just don't
2: do it. All right. This one's been on the list for a while. We haven't, we haven't answered it yet. What is your Thai spicy order? So
1: this, this was a question that I saw Chang throw on there, and I don't even quite understand what the, what the question is. How
0: spicy do you want your Thai food to oh, be? Oh, when they ask mm. you how spicy at a mm. Thai restaurant. Mm. Um, 20-year-old Dave in the mid-20s was as spicy as possible. Mm. And now my wife... Who, when I order delivery, I can't eat it by myself like I, wa- I want to. I have to share it with people. <laughs> she doesn't like anything above mild to medium because mm-hmm. she likes to not hurt herself. And I like the self-flagellation. And if I had my choice, I'd go extreme heat every time. Hmm. Interesting. And Chris, Chris knows that's true.
1: I've seen it. I've seen, I've seen it happen. And you, you, you seem to enjoy it. I can't hang, man. I was that way. Like I used to be. Like make it spicy, make it spicy. And then after a couple of times, when I was just like in tears, and blood was pouring out of my ears, I thought like, this is a joke. Somebody's playing a, a mean joke on me. So, and now I have kids. Same thing. Chang. If, when they order the, when I order food, it's got to be mild.
0: Yeah. I guess maybe
1: order one dish that's spicy that I know yeah, was one will
0: Dish and it's always ripping hot. But uh, honestly, it makes me sad when I think about the. the- <laughs> The Dude thrill is gone. So sad. I mean, sounds so depressed. I am. I'm just really depressed now. Thinking about it, it makes me sad because my 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 youth is over. Uh, you know, yeah. now it's like when I get food or pick it up or whatever. It's like, oh, yeah, Hugo's got to eat it. Can't make it. Oh yeah, Grace has to it. Can't make this spicy. Yeah, I can't, do, I can't make it. And then yeah. it's like, oh, oh, I just. I mean, it's so boring.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well. As you guys know, I'm a I'm an extremely spicy eater, so I, I'll usually order it. I'll usually order it hot, and then I'll add scorpion pepper sauce on top of it, or whatever kind of extreme what? hot sauce I have on hand. First of all, I didn't know that you were a hot. Oh, you head. didn't? Uh, I thought we talked about this. Yeah, I, I'm. I like eating extremely spicy food. Um, I have a whole like part of my spice cabinet where I keep all of my hot sauces. I have, you know, ghost pepper, Reaper. I have a a bunch of scorpion pepper types of stuff. Scorpion pepper is my favorite pepper because of the flavor of it and the it o- really opens up flavors. But yeah. Wow. Moving on, what's the best protein to consume raw? Human. Just human flesh. <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 is Christian coming out as a cannibal on this podcast?
1: Oh, well, is pro do you mean protein as meat because I mean,
2: I guess there's yeah, no yeah, other. Yeah, raw what's, what's protein? the best protein to consume raw? I mean, it can be I guess it can be like Beans or, um, (laughs) yeah, beans, raw beans, fish. I don't know. No, fish is, I mean, how is it not
1: fish? I don't really understand.
2: Yeah, I didn't write this question. So,
0: is there a better one, Chang, than fish? Fish, I mean, it's (laughs) clear fish is the only answer. Raw, uh, all you, I was about to say, a very asinine privileged thing. All you have to do is go <laughs> to Japan and spend time with Kyoto. Dude. Oh, <laughs> that was literally <laughs> gonna come out. Of your that mouth. Literally was literally what's coming out of my mouth. I was like, mm, all you have to do is spend time with you know Maratha san and hang around and do some Ikijime and have some fourteen inch bluefin baby uh, bluefin tuna and of course you're gonna come to the realization that it's fish. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: That's
1: incredible. Um, I feel like we have to give Chang's, that character he just did, we've got to give that character a name. I don't know what that is, but at some point, <laughs> yeah. I hope to hear from Davis Chang again.
2: Davis Chang. <laughs> Douchey Davis Chang. <laughs> um, all right. Let's do Slim Jims. Overrated or underrated? I mean, how would you, Isaac, how would you say that they are rated? Are they highly rated? Slim Jims? Are they highly rated? I think they are... They're like the go-to snack of broke college students trying to get their fill of quote-unquote protein in. And also mm. as like a gas station food, it ranks among the top. Okay. I love a, I love a meat stick. <laughs> my, my wife will stock our car
1: with snacks for the kids. And sometimes <laughs> little meat sticks make their way in there. My kids have never tasted a meat stick before <laughs> because I've eaten all of them. <laughs> you're calling the <him> meat stick <laughs> just, <laughs> i mean, meat sticks, Slim Jim. I, I, I'm just I, the, the the genre of meat sticks.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, I'm I'm the I'm the immature one. You said meat stick, and I was like, oh, like, you know, <laughs> oh, <like laughs> there's a, a phallic kind of undertone to it. So uh-huh. I, like yeah, yeah I'm, I'm I'm a child. Obviously, we've established this. I, I'm a kid, Mr. Chang. I think it's disgusting. I think you, you think really- oh. Slim
1: Jim's disgusting.
0: Yeah, yeah. Snap into a Slim Jim. You know, Macho Man Randy Savage was probably the only good part about it. Uh, if you're going to eat something <laughs> like that, you just should just do beef jerky. Mm. Slim Jim overrated. Beef jerky overrated, but good beef <laughs>
2: jerky underrated. Less less overrated. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. What is the most embarrassing concert you've been to? We are in officially Spotify Wrapped season. Please use Spotify for all your listening pleasures. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's been a lot of debate about, like, you know, what, what music is and is not embarrassing. I personally believe that no music should be embarrassing and everyone should be able to listen to any music they want to without feeling ashamed. But if you would feel ashamed for being to one concert or listening to one band or listening to a record, what would it be? Hmm. I don't think I've been to an embarrassing concert. They're all been shows that I really wanted to go to. I mean... That's a good answer. That's a good answer.
1: I went to the Third Eye Blind 10th anniversary of their debut album concert. Oh, wow. they all performed you know sitting what? on a couch.
0: I'm going to say Third Eye Blind. Underrated. Underrated. Oh. <laughs> oh. Underrated. <laughs> Under fucking rated. Because guess what? I don't know any of their other songs. I don't know any of their albums. But they have like six <laughs> songs. And mm-hmm. like...
1: They're all really
2: good. They're all bangers. Really <laughs> They're all bangers for sure. Really and
1: that's all they played. And they sat. I mean, it's embarrassing because they sat on a couch at the Fillmore in San Francisco. Mm. That was embarrassing. But Third Eye Blind man, you know
2: what? I would love to perform on a couch. I, that's like kind of my ideal performance vehicle. What kind of like performance if, would you give? Oh, music. I, <laughs> I would just be singing or like playing guitar on a couch. I would love to not be, be standing up when I'm when I'm on stage. That'd be great.
1: I mean, that's literally what we're doing as podcasters right now. This is true. So this is true. A dream this is come true. We true, have buddy. all
2: have mics in front of us, and we're sitting down. This is the ideal setting here. Um, please support your favorite musical artists. by their merch. by their records. Um, they're having a tough time right now we, as well.
0: We, we could do a whole episode on overrated underrated bands. I love this.
2: Mm. I love this. <laughs> we could do it. We could do a music episode. I mean, obviously, like, you know, I love music. You love music.
0: One of the things I want to do, Isaac, is create a weekly playlist, like 10 songs. This oh, great. Is what I'm listening to. Let's do it.
2: I work for Spotify. Let's do we it. Need
0: a, we need to create a Spotify account so it's like official. The right?
2: Dave Chang Show Spotify account? Yeah. yeah. yeah Dave yeah, Chang yeah. is very good at
1: making... I'll tell you what. I, I actually used to follow, listen to Dave's Momofuku restaurant playlist just in the mm. background while I work. He's good at it.
0: I'd like right. to do that. All right, I, It's fun. Right. It, it, gives me, it gives me great pleasure to do. But, um, you know, the one band that I never... Fucking liked ever, but everyone else seems to like is Oasis. Overrated.
1: <laughs> wow, <laughs> that was one of my first favorite bands, Oasis.
0: I just hate them. I don't know. Why. You I hate, hate strong Oasis. Word. I just dislike that it just is a modern day Beatles knockoff. And it's the same reason why I don't like the Led Zeppelin knockoffs, right? All mm-hmm. the bands that sound exactly like. I get it, but I don't get it. I don't know why. It was just maybe me being a total jerk. What a surprise. I just I didn't I never like Wonderwall
2: or <laughs> Champagne Supernova. Song. Come on, is, is I mean, it's a joke. It's jokey, but it's a good is song. Is
0: Wonderwall and Champagne Supernova the same song? Uh,
2: no, they're yeah, not they the same die. song. They're
1: both off of What's the Story? Morning Glory. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Chris Ying Oasis Superfan comes <laughs> in. The second studio best.
0: album from the Gallagher Brothers. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you underrated band underrated what's your most underrated british band of all time
2: british band yes mm.
0: there's only one real answer
2: uh, who is it who is it you tell me you go me. first you, you, go for, you
0: go first you go first
2: see i'm not i'm not much of a rock listener so i can't really weigh in with the gravitas. I mean,
1: what's the point? This saying anything right now is just going to get us yeah, Dave, shat upon. Dave, but, you
2: tell us. Your opinion is fact. You can't handle the truth. You cannot <laughs> handle
1: the truth. All right, I'll jump in just so I can be shat upon. My favorite underrated British band was Blur. Britpop. Mm,
0: I mean, I think he, Damien's done better work with uh, After gorillas.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think he's, I think he's amazing.
0: And I think, honestly, Gorillas didn't give enough credit to Dan the Automator.
1: There, I said First that. album with Dan the Automator and Deltron and all that is fucking amazing,
0: yeah. Dan the Automator, criminally underappreciated, underrated.
1: Couldn't agree more, but what is the correct answer?
0: The Kinks. I mean, there's, no yeah. other, there's no other band. Not even close. The Kinks are criminally underappreciated. Ray Davies, Dave Davies, their entire catalog, even their early weird 80s stuff, so, so, so good. I listen to them so much and easily one of my favorite bands of all time. So, if you, maybe if that's what we do, we do like the uh, first thing we do is uh Dave Chang show, Kinks, Kinks List.
1: Recommend to me as a, a relative Kinks
0: neophyte where to start. I don't know. What do you do you like best of albums? I don't know because like I'm trying to think what would be the uh, Lola versus power man. Very strong album. Musewell hillbillies is a little bit like it's when all the British bands turn country a little bit. It's a little bit like exile. The Kinks hmm. are the village green preservation society. Also, God, it's such a, I'm looking at that album right now. It's so fucking so good. It's so good. Oh man. Um, early kinks god damn it kink controversy sort of like they i don't know i don't know where to begin mm-hmm. I, I honestly i think cuz they have such a massive catalog the best way is to probably start with like one of their best the best of album okay. I, I think probably okay. preservation act 1 great album sleepwalker underrated album their later stuff not awesome but I don't know. I think you just do the Spotify. Um, what do they do? This is the Kinks. I start off with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I, I, will pro- I will promise you, though, if you give the Kinks time, you will be endlessly rewarded by going down the rabbit hole because it gives you the whole cross-section of rock and roll from the British invasion to post-Joy Division era. I do appreciate how deep this catalog
1: seems. Like, if you get into it, you seems like you can really dig into it. They were active for
2: a really long time.
0: And they have the tension between the Davies brothers. It's 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 good. It's like you can listen to so much of rock and roll history just by listening to the kinks. And they span all kinds of genres. And I like the 80s stuff. I think that's sort of underrated. But some of my favorite songs of all time are Kinks. And if you look at the Momofuku playlist, I'd say, you know, honestly, I look at it sometimes of the things that have been played because I'm they're off still, I think, off my playlists. Some songs have been played like 100,000 100, times or something crazy like that over 15 years. Hmm. A lot of them
1: are king's songs. Wow. Okay. I mean, you've convinced me, man. I got a long drive today. I'm going to get into it. You know what's overrated in my house? Overrated song in my house is the DuckTales theme, mm-hmm. which I have to listen to no fewer than 12 times a day.
0: Overrated in my household? Christmas Lights.
2: It's <laughs> all you No says. way, man. No Christmas way. Lights.
0: Christmas, like, yeah. lights, Christmas lights! Christmas Christmas lights!
2: <laughs> I did wonder about this because you both have kids so you have a bunch of like, you have to play a bunch of kids songs, right? Like, which song do you never want to hear again and which song do you do you hear and you're still like, this is pretty good. Like, what wh- what has lasting value? Oh,
0: the song that I listen to a lot, the band, it's called 20 Trucks. You can actually find them on 20 Spotify trucks. Too, and on YouTube. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the <laughs> best one is... um Excavator, I think the excavator one.
1: Hold the on, excavator. Me. This is the thing that you we were talking about when we had Asha on, right? Where they just make right, up songs right, right. about different yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: dump trucks and stuff. So I didn't understand this. So there was like a couple weeks where I was really busy with work, and Grace was spending more time with Hugo, and he would just say dump, 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 and I'm like, is he trying to tell me he needs to? He needs to take a shit. It'd <laughs> be like, and then it, it turned like dump, dump, dump into like it like it had like. Harmony almost dump 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 it. And then like over two weeks it turned into like song lyrics. I was like, what the mm. hell's and then Grace started singing this song about dump trucks. I was like, what the <laughs> hell is happening? Dump 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 it. Dumpy, it dump 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 it up. Like all the time.
2: Wow. And we have listened to this song so
0: much. I've never got tired of it. Whoa. <laughs> and Truck Tunes by 20 Trucks. They have YouTube clips. I want to actually get them on this podcast. I am fascinated okay. about it because okay. it's, it's got like a, this Kraftwerk 801 type of vibe thing going on. And it's like work for kids.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm telling you, it's maybe done like this Baby Shark thing where I want to listen to it. I'm like, and I just played for Hugo. I'm like, well, Hugo play it. And I'm like, nope, this is what I've I to. <laughs> it's, <that> for <laughs> it's for your personal enjoyment. Yeah. I think they're a great band, man. I'm not shitting you. I, 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 I've actually thought about this enough after eating edibles, and I think that this is maybe a modern day traveling wheelberries. I've not done any homework <laughs> on them at all, but like, I'm almost, I almost want to believe in an, a, a yeah. drug induced state. That they're like a, an all-star band of the greatest musicians
2: of all time, and
0: that's what I think. This is music heresy.
2: You just you just compare them to the Traveling Wilburys, one of the greatest super bands of all time. I'm just saying it could be. Uh, Okay. (laughs) okay. We don't know. I don't. I've done no homework. I don't know who the band members
0: are. It could. Mm -hmm. No Mm -hmm. idea.
2: What if it actually is like Tom oh, Dylan and Tom Do you think
1: Tom like Petty. Sir Paul McCartney is like <laughs> just yeah. secretly well, writing I, this? What I'm also truck trying song. to say,
0: it's like it's one of those times where it's like when you have like an arcade fire busking in the basement of a, like a, a subway station, right? It could uh-huh. be, you don't know. You don't know. Okay. They're just, okay. they're very good. That's all I'm trying to say. All right. Um, let's find them.
2: Let's close this out. Our recurring question every week we do this What's the best thing you ate this week?
0: Mm, I'm so tired of cooking. I've been cooking this pork belly dish. My grandfather's braised pork belly dish. I've done it two times. I've got it cooking right now. I would just say that I don't want to eat it, but everyone else in my house really wants to eat it. And it's simple. It's a lot of ginger. It's sliced pork belly, a lot of garlic, sugar, soy, black pepper. That's it. And eat with rice, and you're done. Yeah, I love that dish.
1: Uh, I ordered Chinese food. Now I've moved out to Oakland, and I'm... um, Getting reacquainted with the East Bay here and figuring out my restaurants, but I ordered from a place uh, in Berkeley called Great China, which mm. in addition to being a, a delightful Chinese restaurant is renowned, and Corey Lee turned me on to this, for their wine list. Like they have an exceptional oh, wow. wine list, even for delivery. They're delivering some interesting shit for affordable prices. I, I, I didn't order wine. I don't know what I'm talking about. that. I had, I had, speaking of pork belly, I had like a pork belly dish with preserved greens. Um, that was really tasty one-ton soup really fucking good braised tofu with ginger scallion excellent there was like a random night that i found myself home alone my kids and wife were with the grandparents who are in our pod i was here in oakland and uh i ordered all that and ate it by myself so
0: um just sorry to interrupt your favorite thing i just finally decided to google it and it's not a super group Um, it could be a really, if you want to be paranoid like me and have an imagination, I'm looking at the the 20 trucks.com thing Uh site about us. And it's clearly, it's about someone that wanted to make music for their kids. But I, I'm tending to believe my own insanity that this is just a ruse and a a cover (laughs) for the super band.
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You know what we need to do here. We need to do. Did you guys listen to Wind of Change? That Spotify yes. original podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need yeah. to do a Wind of Change style podcast investigating who truly wrote <laughs> "Dump Dump It Up Dump Dump Trucks" and were they uh, trying to undermine American
2: democracy by writing this song? <laughs> well, they so, commissioned by the CIA? <laughs> to write no, these by the songs KGB, man. Trucks? It's the
1: reverse. It's the reverse wind reverse, of change. Reverse wind of change.
2: Yeah. Okay,
0: okay. It's the reverse wind of change. I mean, it's clear, like, you can buy a lot of gear. It's also clear to me that 20 trucks is massively popular because <laughs> <laughs> there's like 20 trucks, two volume four, volume five, volume yeah. six.
2: There's like bundles oh, for savings. Yeah. I'm looking at 20 this. trucks like now. That's what I call trucking.
0: Now I'm jealous that I did not come up with 20 trucks. Fuck. <laughs> dump, dump it up. Uh, dump, dump, take us out, dump, Shane. Dump it. Uh, Thank you for listening to The Dave Chang Show. Give us five stars, however, you rate this podcast, especially iTunes. Give us I mean, five there's, stars. There's, on okay, hold on,
2: hold on. I just want to interrupt real quick. <laughs> there's only one way for you to rate us listen to us on whatever platform, especially Spotify. But rate us on iTunes five stars. That's not only. true.
0: You don't know that. They could be. They could pull uh, like a Shawshank Redemption and they could our put fans a little out heart next to us. Yeah, they, they, they could send us. letters to all whoever wh- wherever they listen to this podcast and say, mm. "I want to rate five stars on their. This I is okay? To podcast.
2: Yeah. You know what? <laughs> You've convinced me. But rate us five stars. If anything, Ted Lasso has proven
0: that you can make anything happen. You got to believe is Isaac. True. And you this know is what? True. Okay. You're not a believer yet. It's okay. We'll turn you into one.
2: Okay, okay, okay.
0: Spotify, Spotify, please have an ability so that you can get a five-star rating. See? Mm. That's simple. Mm.
2: Okay. So if you okay. can't do
0: it on Spotify, please send an email to Isaac at Spotify.com. <laughs> 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 that's,
2: that's not my real email address. Uh, Needless to say.
0: <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Stay tuned, stay safe, and happy birthday, Mr. Isaac.